Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Matt, it's a special day today. This is very special. You know I'm talking about St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. <laughs> or Hot Tuesday. Yeah, Green Tuesday. It's Hot St. Patrick's Tuesday. What are we calling it today? Hot Patty's Day. Gross. <laughs> that's what I like to order at Arby's. <laughs> they, have, they don't have patties there. What am I talking about? They've got folds of beef. Gross. Oh. Yeah, thanks to our sponsor today, <laughs> Arby's, bringing the patties into St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Well, even more special, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I thought we'd have on my favorite Irish woman. Is that, is that what I call her? <laughs> you, you had that. Did you line them all up? <laughs> <laughs> I picked my favorite, and she joined us. Did you get that stenciled onto like a picture over your bed it's my favorite irish woman there's a tattoo on my back nice and her picture's underneath it don't worry (laughs) today we have on uh my wife who happens to be very irish and so it just makes sense please studio audience put your hands together and welcome Kristen stevens (laughs) Kristen. yes honey Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> this is a big deal. You are breaking the finest work songs glass ceiling. Yep. Nice. Matt has been fighting against having <laughs> yeah, women right. on here. <laughs> we, didn't, we don't say which. Yeah, that's right. You are the Marie Curie, Amelia Earhart, Billie Jean King. Mm. That's all I got. Who else? <laughs> Don't you have any women here? I'm, You're enjoying, a woman. I'm enjoying watching this. <laughs> watching us come watching over. Watching us sweat. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony. We know there a woman. I Dor- met one once. Dorothea Dix. <laughs> Kristen, you are very much Irish, and today is celebrating you and your heritage. Why don't you share with everybody how Irish are you? How Irish are you? I am so Irish that it didn't happen unless you feel guilty about it. <laughs> Both of my parents' grandparents came over on the boat. The boat? The boat? The the love boat? Yep. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Who got here first? Of the great grandparents. The Native Americans. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Taking a turn. I don't actually know. I wonder if your grandparents raced off the boat to see who would touch land first. I remember that one of them made fun of the other one because they were on the first boat of the two boats and so they always said you followed me here you only came here to get me that's a sick burn 1800s burn right there that's right (laughs) (laughs) matt are you irish i do have some irishness is that how you say it sure irishness in my family mostly english and some scottish and and then german on the other side of the family is lale a german lale is german what's it mean podcast (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it means. So the, the original Lale, who I, I think as the story goes, it came over, was actually Lowell. It was like L-O-H-L. It was L-O-L? It was L-O-H-L. <laughs> the H is silent, so it was L-O-L. Yeah. L-O-L. Well, there was an umlaut in there, too. So it was very Motley Crue. Nice. Uh, and then somewhere along the way, they decided to spell it like it was being pronounced and changed it to L-A-I-L. No matter what happened, when any European ancestry came over here and you came to North Carolina, they were like, Lyle? They put an A in it. That's right. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so there is some Irish blood. Family. It's St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's got a little Irish in them. Yep. On my father's side, my grandmother was an O'Neill. And Kristen, you come from the Kennedy family, is that right? Kennedys and McGoverns. Yeah. So what I found out was that in Northern Ireland, back in like 900 
or something. The O'Neill, which was Unile clan, was the ruling clan mm. at the time Ooh. until they were overthrown by Uh-oh. the Kennedys. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you took us down. Mm-hmm. But it is St. Patrick's Day, so happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Let's stop the pinching because that's painful. How about if somebody... Just wear green. Just wear green. Make and if easy. they're not wearing green, you can um, subscribe them to this podcast. <laughs> Which is equally as painful yeah. for some people. <laughs> it's like an audio pinch. <laughs> Kristen, on the St. Patrick's Day, my dear Irish wife, what is it that we are reviewing? The Cranberries No Need to Art. If you are new to Finest Work Songs, before we jump into this album, we'd like to start off with our memories. And so, let's start with our guest of honor. Kristen, what well, is the, your... Oh, what? oh, you're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kristen, what is your memory of the Cranberries? Driving in my friend Michelle's car, I was on the basketball team and had forgotten to pick the right color uniform for the day. You know, you wear white for home, whatever. So we had to speed back to her house in like three minutes and then get back. She was blaring this lovely album. And I thought, oh, how refreshing. This woman seems not happy with life and (laughs) happy to express it just as she's feeling it. That for me was a little bit of a gateway drug into music in general. Do you remember what song it was? Linger. particular if you could get by trying not to lie was like all about what I was walking through at the time that I heard the song and Mm -hmm. so I was like oh tell me about it and I was (laughs) sold from the get-go I felt like I entered Cranberry Land via Linger and then when this album came out I was already a fan of them but I liked what they had to say and sing much better in this second what were you going through that uh where you're trying not to lie. Well, it was more I wanted other people not to lie. <laughs> oh, gotcha. It was just like... <laughs> you're like, sing it to them, Dolores. Uh, yeah. It was like going through like high school rumor crap. I was like pissed, but also the good girl. So I didn't really know how to... I didn't have an outlet. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I'm mad at you a little. <laughs> you know? And what I needed was like her to yodel their face off. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. In that time frame, there were a few powerhouse women. It's almost like they didn't ask to have a voice, and then they had a voice that was monumental for the time. Yeah. And they didn't ask if they could do things like rip up a picture of the Pope on SNL. They just, they said their message without considering what, where the chips may fall, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that was refreshing to me because I was so timid and controlled in my experiences. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're talking like, powerful women artists of 1994 Mm -hmm. clearly you're referring to lisa loeb yes so (laughs) true the opposite stay please stay stay. i'll do anything just stay literally hold you here i'll get contacts i swear (laughs) you know let's think back to the real classics like wilson phillips Mm. first two songs hold on and release me 
That's mixed messages. We can't even have a brand here because we don't even have consistent thinking. The cranberries, her in her big old Doc Martin short haircut, mm-hmm. wearing whatever she wanted. That also was, for lack of a better term, groundbreaking for me because I was being so controlled in all things. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she just wants to wear black on black on black on black. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what's the new black? Black. Black is the new black. <laughs> and so I kind of like that she did what she wanted. I made my mom take me to Smash in Georgetown to get the Doc Martens I wanted because they were blue suede. Is that like a um, boutique? It's a rock like store. A rock, You're yeah. on the main strip of Georgetown. You have to go downstairs into a cellar to go to Smash. Mm-hmm. So they have a storefront, but just an arrow. Go down there. Smash. Smash it down there. Is that like a hip Spencer Gifts? Get your black light posters, your your Spuds McKenzie. McKenzie. But at Smash, he's wearing Doc Martens and a mohawk. Yeah. And he's listening to The Cure. (laughs) Did your mom go down those stairs? She did. Was she kind of freaked out? I told her that's where they were, and she didn't want me to go alone. So she said I could go get them if she came with me, which that's a hard no for me Mm because the people there are cool. My mom is not. No offense, mom, you are now, I'm sure, but I was really embarrassed. And she came in and the guy serving us had like a 10 inch high spray painted fluorescent red mohawk. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying on my blue suede Doc Martens that I selected. And she just strikes up a conversation with him about how cool his hair is and how does he do it. And so for 10 minutes, this guy's like, oh, I laid on an ironing board and I iron a spray. (laughs) And then I was like, what is happening? She ended up being cooler than me at Smash. It makes his hair a lot less cool when he explains it. I think he was like being nice to her. Like, oh, that's mom. Yeah, he totally was. But I'm just thinking about if you see that, it's intimidating. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize the amount of work that goes into looking like that. And you picture his head lying down. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable position. (laughs) And was he ironing it himself? That's what it sounded like, yes. Kevin, get in here. The iron's (laughs) hot. I'm going to be late for work. Judy at Smash is going to kill me. (laughs) Judy. That's the manager. (laughs) You know who I imagine when I said Judy? The manager of the record store in uh, Pretty in Pink. Oh, oh, yep. well, she was cool. Yeah, see, that's what I imagine. With that's Judy. When you say Judy, I imagine the one who talked like this. She had the curly hair. Oh, what movie is that from? It's not the Big Ferris curly. Bueller lady. Yeah, it is. With the pencils Grace? in her hair, Grace, the, the secretary, Grace. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Grace. That's who was Judy in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Finest Work. No. Hope you enjoy the cranberries. Slante. <laughs> Know what they say? Schlante. Sure. I don't have the accent. It's not in my blood, Kristen. It's only in half of my blood that your tribal family overtook and overthrew. <laughs> it was thousands of years ago. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Fine's fine. Yeah. Matt, what about you? What is your memory of No Need to Argue and or the Cranberries? I get my Cranberries songs and albums confused just because I, I just adored it when it came on the radio. But I never went out and like bought the albums or mm-hmm. anything like that. You really did love it. I did. I loved it so much. I didn't <laughs> give them my money. Uh, just like the English. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you had asked me, you know, a week and a half ago, which album Zombie was on or Linger, I, I, I probably wouldn't have really been able to tell you. As we've talked about before, I mean, I, I've loved then and love now you too, and so I was already kind of like, sort of on the side of like, oh man, I, I love anything that's 
all about Irish troubles and yeah. violence and they make great music yeah. you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, I was, I was all on board with the cranberries for that reason, mm-hmm. if no other reason uh, early on, but I've always enjoyed them. I feel like they've held up really well. You, you hear them come on the radio and it still sounds fresh to me. I feel like the cranberries are a band I should have paid more attention to or paid them money. Back then, <laughs> yeah, um, paid anything to or paid really. anything. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right, Matt. What about you? What's your uh, memory of the cranberries, Matt? I don't know if I've ever told you that I played college football. Oh no, you haven't. Yeah, but it wasn't an easy road for me. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it started. It started all growing up. All I dreamed of was playing football for Notre Dame. But I knew that I was too small, and my family didn't have the money, and it would never happen. But then my friend died in a mill explosion, which made me follow my dream. And so I went to pursue my dream at Notre Dame, but I was not smart. And so instead <laughs> I enrolled at a nearby college and I hope to transfer. Um, Ruby. No, it's Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Close though. <laughs> you know, and I worked really hard and I went home at Christmas really hoping that my family would accept me. But instead, they mocked me, and my brother took my fiance. Dang. You know what? Didn't matter, because I had a dream, and it wasn't her. It was playing football in Notre Dame. After a few years at the other college, I finally got admitted. And although I was smaller than everybody else and didn't stand out, I worked harder than anyone. And so I got, I got a spot on the practice squad. Every day I went out there and they would hit me as hard as they could. I worked so hard that I convinced the head coach to let me suit up just for one game my senior year after I'd worked so hard. Sadly, he retired. I was so upset that the new coach wouldn't let me suit up that that I quit the team. Mm. At that point, I could just hear that my family was right. My brother, who was making love to my (laughs) ex-fiance, was right. (laughs) My friend who had died was right. Everybody was right. I couldn't do it. Except then, the team that had beat me up for years, they had my back, and they all went in there, and they laid their jersey down on the coach's desk and demanded that I get to suit up. And so the coach let me suit up, and I invited my family, and they were all so proud of me because they didn't believe me that I was even on the team all these years. And even my ex-fiance came, and my brother was kissing her in the stands, just (laughs) goading me. The coach wasn't going to let me out there. The whole crowd started chanting my name. Matt, 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 Matt. 85 Matts in the stands stood up and they were like, what, me? Because there's so many of us. Um, But I finally got in. I made a tackle. I was carried off the field. And I showed everybody, except my brother still went home with my ex-fiance. Made sweet love to her. But you know what? I decided at that point, I had achieved my dream. He got his dream, my ex-fiance. And I said, hey, brother, there's no need to argue. And then my ex-fiance was like, oh, you've heard that Cranberries album? We love it. We make love to it. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get started on the actual reason we're here. First song on the album is called Ode to My Family.
feel like this is a song everyone knows, but True. I remember it being like a huge mega hit. You know, this was the time where you would, I think more so than now, hear a lot of these songs in pop culture. An episode of Friends or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. This would be the perfect song for something like that. Of that Especially time. in a chick flick. If mm-hmm. they were just like thinking and you heard the doo doo, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I remember the beginning of the song way more distinctly than I remember the rest of the song. This was also, we were all in college. And that means that you're hanging out in somebody's house or dorm room. CDs are put on. Yeah. And there's mixed CDs, but back then, you know, it was like people would just put a CD on. And this is the opening track. Mm-hmm. And it's so memorable. Mm-hmm. I could see where it permeated college life. It's Not as much as... Uh, Eight more to go. Oh, gosh. Does anybody have any cranberries? Take this off. (laughs) I think think you're right about that, though, because I even remember just... You know, sitting around like my dorm room, you'd listen to almost to a whole CD, just hanging out and talking. Yeah. Maybe put in another one, or maybe you had a changer and it just automatically rotated Ooh, to yeah. the next yeah. one. Yeah. You know. You'd arrived if you had a changer right. at that That's point. Right. I'd say. One thing I love about the Cranberries is the simplicity of the production. In this one, the guy's just playing like a tambourine for most of the song. Like the percussion is very simple and the bass even is very simple. There's a lot of space they create for her voice. Mm-hmm. And the producer is Stephen Street, who is mm-hmm. a big-time British producer. He had produced Blur, The Smiths. He really nailed it with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to the Cranberries and you realize the band is there to support her voice. Yeah. And even they, all the harmonies they do of her voice. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's basically, it's like, what do we need to do to get out of the way to feature her songwriting and her and her melodies and her, as we'll hear, yodeling. In high school, too, I don't know, where I grew up, you would go to, like, shows where bands were playing, but none of them were very big. So you just kind of, like, be in a random room with a band playing. And you, their feel felt like you were there listening to them. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was a huge arena, I bet it would still feel the same. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're just having an evening here with the Cranberries. When you think about the cover art... On both albums, it's them on the couch. They're just welcoming you into the it's, living room. It's the, it's, the, it's the couch from Central Park. <laughs> Chandler and Monica and Ross, and they're, just, they're hanging out. I wonder if that's where they got the idea. The 90s were big for everybody to get on the couch. Right. I had some friends in a band. I won't embarrass them by naming them, but um, Jeff Wood could tell you all about this. They, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they definitely took band photos on a couch in a field. <gasps> Did they have shoes on? I'm sure one of them didn't. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. It is neat on this one, though, that when you open up the CD, it's scenes of the couch all over the all place. Over the place. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that for the time that we were listening, I feel like the words were so easily relatable. Even if it wasn't about her freshman college experience, you felt like mm-hmm. you were talking to a friend and hearing the lyrics. Along those lines, like, what is this song about? I had read that it was about her missing the times of innocence back home with her family. I mean, they had made it big traveling and, you know, probably life had changed a lot. Lugging that couch all over the place. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That was actually their tour bus. (laughs) That's right. It had wheels. (laughs) Let's talk about the band a little bit. The Cranberries, they were from Limerick, Ireland. And initially they were called the Cranberry Sauce. 
Just one cranberry or multiple cranberry sauce? How many How many cranberry sauce? Well, the cranberry sauce sounds like the cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so maybe that was like a pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their lead singer was Niall Quinn. Niall left the band and they auditioned for a, a female singer. That's what they were looking for. Dolores came in and they gave her a demo and she returned with a rough version of Linger, Ooh. which is a pretty strong showing for yeah. an audition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if she comes back and sings that. Although Linger peaked at number three in Ireland. <laughs> That's it. There's not a ton of great Irish bands, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I can only think of the Cranberries. There's none other. No, not, not a single None. None. Definitely but, not two. No, you would know no, yeah. if there were two. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> right. there's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just laughed when I saw that because I thought, what beat Linger? What mm-hmm. two songs beat Linger? Maybe it was songs by you two. It was My Bonnie Lass. Probably. And <laughs> Pass the Potato. Old Danny Boy. Old Danny Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Pass Remix. the Potato. <laughs> colleges and high schools and had a lottery and whoever won could write the lyrics to the song. (laughs) (laughs) These are not great lyrics. You miss that because she sings so well. Mm -hmm. And it's a great song. Like, I really like this song. But when you start to look at the lyrics, but it's bad and it's mad and it's making me sad because I can't be with you. (laughs) I think what helps it is the Irishness of her singing too. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't catch a lot of the lyrics until I was really paying attention this week then i started to notice how kind of simple mm-hmm. some of these lines are mm-hmm. but they just kind of shoo, right over your head because you're maybe not as attuned to the accent i think sometimes too like you're lulled into following her on the road and then the line and my head and my head on anyone's shoulder because i can't be with you and that you just saw that lived out around yourself in college all the time mm-hmm. like yeah. somebody got broken up with and it was just like anybody, any mm-hmm. anybody walking by, you're you're great. So I think you're like be bopping along with her, and then you're like, oh dang, yep, yeah. bad action. decision, Dolores. Yeah. What's that SNL skit? Bad idea, jeans. Bad idea, jeans. We got next. <laughs> <laughs> Dolores had bad idea jeans on. <laughs> yeah, that's true though. That that is why this album spoke so well to college. It's not just in the simplicity of it, but even in the bad decisions they're making. Mm-hmm. I think you're right in the sense that this was the time where you would just sit around and listen to music and a friend would put a CD on because as soon as the song came on, I recognized the song, mm-hmm. even though I don't remember it being on the radio. I think for like the female side of breakups, sometimes you have to remind yourself why, like she's saying she's thinking back on when it was great, mm-hmm. but then 
you're not here, so I can't be with you. She's taken it back to when it was Rosie, and then she has to remind herself that's no longer an availability. Even that basic level is something that you fall around with, and you're like, yeah. I wonder why he's not there. We're going to get Kristen's input on this. Where is he? Where do you think he is? I think he's still around because she wants him to put his hands, put his hands inside her face, which I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I have some questions about, I don't know, but it's bad and it's mad and it's making her sad. I think he's there. He's just not choosing her. Drama on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to know about that drama. The couch is seen a lot. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Next song. Don't get scared, but here it comes. dance to it our way <laughs> oh <laughs> so sweet <laughs> told you she's a big fan of cranberries and i was like all right baby whatever you want so this is their biggest song this was their only number one hit this is their only number one hit mm-hmm. in u.s or everywhere i mean if number three linger in ireland i'm not guessing yeah. <laughs> that's what that's surprising me because i mean i i don't think of this as being like their best song no but i remember it being like surprising to me mm-hmm. when i when i heard it um just because up to that point you were used to linger the more beautiful little dudes yeah exactly um so to hear this and to be so overtly political and topical was big time i think the labels agreed that they didn't want her to do this song they didn't want them to release this as a single hmm. because it was so politically mm-hmm. charged and they gave her a, a $1 million check and she ripped it up. No. And yeah. Yep. That label head said, I'll give you a million dollars not to release this song. And then he hopped on a speedboat to an island that he bought where he created MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> but she ripped the check up 
that she said no and they released it apparently this was written after they were on tour and there had been an ira bombing in northwestern england the ira had hidden bombs in some trash cans, trash cans. two young boys were killed mm. she said that she was near the location where it happened and it really struck her hard her quote is that's why i was saying it's not me even though I'm Irish, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not me. My family, we're not the IRA. So saying it's not me, ah. it's not my family. She's saying like, we didn't do that. We didn't We didn't take part in that. Cause she, Which was such a huge part of that conflict. Like who was actually fighting mm-hmm. and for what? I mean, they're in the middle of it mm-hmm. in this time even. I mean, they're on tour and this is happening. This wasn't the 1960s. I mean, this was 90s, you know, yeah. so, which is amazing to me that it was still going on. At that time. I know now, I mean, that's 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for each of us, it, it's, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, when we talk about high school and college, we remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine for the folks going through that. I read that she came in and played this acoustically for them on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And they tried to join in with, like, what she was doing acoustically. And she's like, no, no, this is about man's inhumanity to man and it has to be loud and it has to be angry yeah and then it became kind of Hmm. this but i like that man's inhumanity to man i think too like i would wonder where the rest of the world was why aren't we more concerned about how long and the impact of this on an entire people group i mean it was like 30 years Mm -hmm. i do think that like in times of incomprehensible current events it's usually artists that are able to put mm-hmm. the pieces together and say the impact that it's having before the retrospective mm-hmm. 2020 looking back vision. I was a fan of the fact that she was ushering in an insightfulness of a whole cultural norm. Yeah. I mean, she's the protest songs mm-hmm. of the 1960s. She's the, the hip hop in LA rapping about police brutality yeah. before mm-hmm. people are paying any sort of attention. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's the artists that are ones that speak the voice of the people. It's funny because like people would more easily censor some of that music than others. You know, like this wouldn't seem to be something that needed to be reined in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's unleashing a whole. It's okay to be pissed. It's okay to be like angry and screaming about this mess. That's right. It is funny that the record company tried to shut it down. It's not F the police. No. You kind of have to read into it a little bit to know. And, and again, like I feel like there's parts you can't understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I wonder if once a band gets popular and a big following, if they want them to make no statements. Yeah, that's probably That would it. nullify any listening. Yeah. And, and again, it does seem like it was a, a bit of a departure from what they had been doing. Yeah. So maybe even from a, just a pure business standpoint of saying oh do you really want to switch it up and risk alienating the fans you've already built up Mm -hmm. you know let's consider the undead fans the number of undead fans you have (laughs) is many so we don't want to be calling them out That was a song. <laughs> <laughs> Just stopped.
feel like at this point you're like, don't go in the room. <laughs> They're going to kill you. <laughs> Songs about uh, <laughs> Twister, the game Twister. I think <laughs> I thought it was a movie Twister. Right hand, <laughs> red. You know, starring Helen Hunt, yeah, oh, and, yeah. and Chet from Weird Science, Storm Chasers. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. They Maybe. were angling for the theme song of Twister Two. <laughs> Twister, I shouldn't have trusted you. Why would you ever trust a tornado? They're so unpredictable. They're very unpredictable. Yeah, <laughs> I think the beginning Oz mm-hmm. might have been the Twister beginning. Ooh. Oh yeah, it was it was coming. Mm-hmm. Look out! Here's my question: Were they good live? And the reason I ask that is because every harmony is her voice. Yeah. Did they have mm. someone tour that would sing kind of like her? Because you can't do without the harmonies, and one of the dudes can't back her up with right. those. Right. Half of a good show is being able to sing along, and so I I feel like she does have that going for her with the na na nas ahs. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because especially the end of the song with when it goes high. theory about what this song's about now that i've read the words yeah i think someone was trying to take her down word wise like someone was talking junk okay about dolores because one of the lines is twister oh i shouldn't have trusted in you twister oh na 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 (laughs) it's not gonna happen no you're not going to make fun of me happen Mm. no na 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 and that kind of fits in with the rest of the you're gonna have to move on like you did what you did Mm mm-hmm we're not playing around anymore. Hmm. That's my guess. That's pretty good. That would make sense. And the, I should have lied, but I cried so hard. Like, they obviously hurt her. Uh, yeah, I should have been tough and mm-hmm. lied about it and just... But you hurt me. You mm-hmm. got me. And also, you out. And now, you're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to hold on. <laughs> hold Times on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every song in this album, she does that. Yeah. Especially at the end. I don't even know that these are great love songs. It's great breakup album it's a great tension album Mm -hmm. yep there are a few songs on here that seem to be about loving someone but also i feel like there's a twist in that they're dead (laughs) (laughs) to her but i didn't no need to argue the last one i feel like it's very heartfelt but it's also about the person's not there anymore Uh. maybe she just really struggles with saying goodbye to people who are gone so she hopes they come back as zombies 
Oh, no. there it is. Plot twist. Maybe zombie in zombie, it's kind of about the fact that like you killed someone, but they're not gone. And they're going to come and haunt you. Not as a ghost, but like they're going to come and get you. Mm -hmm. So the actions that you did Mm -hmm. are going to have repercussions. Just like if you kill someone in this life, they Mm -hmm. become a zombie and come and murder you. As everyone knows. Right. Clearly science. (laughs) Right. So she's warning us. Right. He's going to be running a summer camp this summer for young children, everyone. Mm -hmm. Finest work songs. (laughs) We'll watch your kids. (laughs) We'll we'll teach them about life. (laughs) If we were in a summer camp, every day, melting pot for lunch, they open at 9.30 in the morning. Ew, no, they don't, do they? Anything's possible, babe. <laughs> in, this, in this wonderful I scenario. I you're just dipping stuff in cheese in the morning. <laughs> There's no godly time to be dipping things. There's no time to not be dipping things. Yeah. Tings. Tings. <laughs> yeah, which is the Tings song? We missed it, didn't we? You're going to have to hold on. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> I think there's, a, I mean, there's a couple songs where she says "tings." There's, there, one. there's one where it's really prevalent. All the things you said there it is. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere. All the Do they say that to kids over there in Ireland? Lay your face on your pillow instead of lay your head down, your sleepy little face. (laughs) There must be like a difference in dialect in parts of Ireland Mm because maybe Limerick, it's a little bit more of a thicker accent. It's the Benson. It's the Benson. Do they have Limerick mule days? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. Boat trip, boat trip. Plane trip. You guys could do an exchange student program for Mule Days. Hey, if there are any ridiculous Irish podcasts out there, <laughs> we're it's like a melting pot. Arby's yeah. and melting pot. Oh. Yeah, man. The funny thing is, Arby's is one of the places that Kristen just cannot tolerate oh, yeah. at all. Nope. I can Char- get down with some Arby's. Charity hates Arby's. Yeah. Arby's and Applebee's. No, thank you. Oh, I, yeah. I, could, I, could, I could destroy some Arby's. Like right now, I yeah. could destroy some Arby's. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it would destroy you. It would. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. I feel like Arby's is like fast food melting pot because they got the melted cheese yeah, that melted they put on, on there. everything. Yeah. Yep. It could just be a toasted bun with you, melted cheese. They have a really good Jamocha shake. Oh, man. I love that thing. Man, and there's, there's probably cheese yeah. in that. Yep. Can I get another ketchup packet? They pour cheese in your hand. <laughs> Can I get a side fruit salad? 
with cheese. Have you ever been to the world's biggest Arby's? No. It's south of Richmond, and you get off 95, and you're just going to Arby's. I feel like there may even be a sign that says world's biggest Arby's, and it looks like a hunting lodge. Really? And they have a huge fireplace and couches, (laughs) and they have pizza and ice cream bar. What? And they have, I mean, it's incredible. It's like they took over a Golden Corral and just changed the name to Arby's. If anybody's listening and you've been to that Arby's, what are we going to give them? Should we give them a t-shirt? We'll give them a t-shirt. If you... For, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get dozens yeah. Of, yeah. of photos. Especially from all the people like our Argentinian... Belgians or... Yep, the Belgians yeah. are going to fly over and try and make it there first. It's yeah. going to be like a cannibal run <laughs> to that Arby's. But yeah, first person to send us a picture of themselves at that Arby's and, and you got to tag us. Yep. Then we'll send you a t-shirt. At Finest Work Songs, hashtag diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> also, we didn't say what t-shirt. We'll send you an Arby's t-shirt. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of the cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. This seems to be a love song. Yep. But also, even then, she's a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. How? Listen, it's out there. Hey, if you want me, I'll be here. <laughs> the way she's singing It's Out There is like presenting it like, go get it. It's out there. But if you want me, I'll be here. I think she's saying, I'm here and I'm down with the future with you. I like to dream. My dreams of the future have you in them. You and your baby. Yeah, he's got a baby. She's <laughs> or, rocking with Or maybe that. that's their future baby. She's basically saying like, you got to step to this piece. It's like the Dear Delilah or whatever it is on the Delilah. late night. Delilah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Kristen, someone is, tonight. Kristen is finest work songs relational <laughs> advice. When you and I are like, what's this mean? This girl's confusing. What do women have? <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, my gosh. I brought some charts with me today. Oh, my gosh. So, again. I'm not confused on this one. Yeah. Everything you said to me today changes my perspective in every way. I'm down with you. I'm down with your baby, whether it already exists or we're going to have one. Yep. I'm going to be out here. You can come get me if you'd like me. Not I'm going to be out there. She says it's well, out the there. Well, the baby's out there. She left it outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That poor baby. I have no idea if that's the right meaning for this song. But. Okay, so uh, one thing we like to do on Finest Work Songs as a challenge, if you had to, what song would you remove? And so... You need a place to stay. And Dolores has offered the use of that nasty couch <laughs> that's traveled all over Ireland. And you got to sleep the night on that couch unless you come up with a song to take off of. No need to argue. So, Matt, let's start with you. What song, if you had to, would you remove? I would remove uh, everything I said. Kind of drones on and on, and uh, it just doesn't do anything for me compared yeah. to the other ones. And that's the thing is that there are times if there's too much of her voice mm-hmm. and the yodeling, it, it starts to grate on me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of grating, man, the way they grate cheese at Arby's <laughs> onto those roast beefs. Oh man, <laughs> thinly sliced. Yeah, it's pile it up high on yep. a bun. <laughs> Kristen, what about you? What what song would you remove off? Well, that would have been my vote up until listening to this album all week while trying to also parent. 
I realized how often I say, hold on. (laughs) And then my least favorite became Ridiculous Thoughts because the end of it is basically just an ode to PTSD from parenting. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. I said, hold on. <laughs> Mom, can I? No. You're going to have to hold on. Yes. Okay. Yep. So then I was, I just started hating that song, which I used to really like, but listening to it while trying to do life. You got to start ignoring the kids. I've heard that before. <laughs> That's Maybe the only I'll way to get through tomorrow. this. Are you listening right now? We hope you enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, whether you are heading on down to the melting pot to dip some shamrocks into some Guinness, or you're hitting up the biggest Arby's in the world. We had fun taking this trip to Ireland with my Irish lass, my lovely wife, Kristen. Yes, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been fun to sit (laughs) over here and just observe the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to season two of Finest Work Songs. It's 2020, so we'll see you next time when we drop, drop the deuce. deuce. You say it with deuce. us. Yep. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Okay. You ready? <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time when we drop, drop the, the deuce. deuce. <laughs>